Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is our match review. Newcastle drew nil-nil with West Brom down at the Hawthorns, and it could prove a valuable point at the time of recording this. Fulham are one nil up against Liverpool, and that point for Newcastle means it's Brighton who are at the risk of dropping into the relegation zone on this Sunday afternoon. The game against West Brom is not one that will live long in the memory. And arguably, Newcastle was second best in the second half. And Captain Sandals fortunate that they haven't lost this game. Lee Ryder, actually sports writer, was down to take in the game. This is his view on what was a fairly disappointing 90 minutes for Newcastle United. Lee, not one that will last long in the memory, but a point is better than a defeat. Yeah, I think that's, that is the only positive um, from this afternoon. Obviously, they move up a place as well. Uh, obviously, another game going on, Fulham-Liverpool. So... Look, it it wasn't ideal, but for Newcastle, the stumble, the stumbling towards what they need, and you know that that's the only way you can put it. At the moment, they should be they should be beating West Brom. There's no doubt about that. West Brom conceded 56 goals this season. No one's conceded more, and they couldn't find a way past them today. So, really disappointing in some respects. But you know, this is Newcastle. This is this season, and uh, it actually could have been worse. So. I'm I'm trying to uh, be grateful for very small mercies. Fulham uh, are beating Liverpool at the moment 1-0, just gone in a half time ahead. So this could prove to be a very valuable point for Newcastle if the, the scores remain like that. Do you feel the towards the end of that second half, West Brom looked more likely to, to grab a winner if either side were going to? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, for me, the second half belonged to West Brom. Um they created so much pressure in and around the penalty area. They, they just couldn't finish. The the problem um, for them is is the fact that they've played three games in a short space of time. And for Newcastle, they were there for the taking today. That's that's the worst thing about this. And uh, you know they've got this tough game against Villa coming up on Friday night. Um, and we'll see how Fulham Liverpool ends up today. And you know what? Only once that is finished, you'll you'll know what. A, what type of a weekend it's been for Newcastle. So when the team news dropped and you said in your, your pre-match video that the big thing for you was that Andy Carroll and Dwight Gill were on the bench, I think a lot of fans felt the same. I know I certainly did. Um, what did Steve Bruce have to say about that in his post-match press conference when asked about it? Yeah, it was a strange one. Um, he said that basically if they would have decided to start with, with Carroll and Gill or Carroll or Gill, they would have had to change the system entirely, which uh, it's a strange one because you would think that Dwight Gale, a man of his experience, is capable of of playing where Willock was in the first half. Uh, Andy Carroll, okay, yeah, maybe I get that one a little bit more because he's more of a uh, a target man, if you like. Um, but then to throw him on, you know, in the dying stages, I, I didn't see the point of that at all. If you, they were hoping to, to nick it, then maybe with 10, 15 minutes to go, throw him on. But it was just a a strange end of the game and had Newcastle conceded from the free kick, which Andy Carroll conceded, uh, it would have been an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, it was a, a strange sort of subdued press conference. But, you know, compared to the last press conference where it was fireworks, it was probably going to be a case of after the Lord Mayor show. Something else he said in these post-match press conference was it's not about performances. So I think he was alluding to the fact that the attitude, in his opinion, was spot on. 
But if it's not about performances, and last week he kind of said something about uh, Pep Guardiola was asked about tactics, and the, you know, and he, and he, you know, he said it was all about money. And Steve Bruce again kind of alluded to it's not really about tactics. What is it about then? Because surely it really should be about tactics, and it really should be about performances as well. For me, it was you know, it's it's about getting results, it's about getting points on the board, but it's it's the way you do it sometimes. And today. As I say, they're like they're stumbling towards what they need in the table, and you know, it, yeah, it, it, tactics basically. You know that he said something similar. I think when he was at Hull, and it, and it didn't go down too well. I, I think you you know to, to get into that discussion and, and almost play down the significance of it. I mean, every manager will tell you that it's about the quality of the players you've got. But Newcastle spent nearly hundred million on on players. Uh, forward players in the last few years, and while Sir Maximan and Almiron weren't available today, um, Joe Linton was this the forty million pound man. So if you kind of come up with a game plan which which suits him to help you win games, then then there's a serious problem. Joe Linton, you had no right game in your uh, player ratings. You've got Shelby and Willock with seven as well. So there were some small positives, and I guess also the fact that didn't lose is is another one. But we're kind of Maybe grasping at straws here. Yeah, not for the first time this season. Uh, Joe Linton actually did well, I, I thought, in uh, <clears throat> the moment in the first half when he got sent, you know, down the right hand side. <clears throat> for me, that was an opportunity for him to, you know, to get a shot across the keeper. But he probably, you know, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. In some ways, you know, he's been asked to play as a striker one time. The next time, he's he's, he's back out wide. But, you know, it's down to instinct. An instinctive forward would hit that across the keeper, you know, and and, and go that way rather than, than trying to square it. And uh, he got probably caught between two minds. But, yeah, I'm not surprised he's confused because most people who watch Newcastle are confused these days. And Steve Bruce also mentioned the fact that, you know, only a few teams have beaten Newcastle in the last six. But a lot of people quite rightly pointing out that they have only won, I think it's two in the last 18. So... For all the little bits of positives in the performances, they're still on a horrendous run. They're still bottom uh, in terms of how many points they've picked up since the turn of the year. Uh, you know, this has got to change at some point. And with Fulham winning, games against Villa and Brighton coming up, which I think a lot of people are fearing, it's not going to get any easier for Steve Bruce and Newcastle. No, I mean, what they need is that that really strong finish. But, you know, you're wondering where where that is going to come from and, and how it's going to come about. I mean, getting Callum Wilson back on the pitch is, is, is the big thing. You know, I was looking at the, the top scorers around Europe and you had some of the top players, you know, in, in Germany and Spain are on sort of 18, 19 goals. But, you know, Callum Wilson is in double figures and he's had no service at all this season. So for him to, um, you know, to get in and around it in the double figures is fantastic for him. They need him back on the pitch uh, as soon as possible, and you know it, it. It would help Newcastle finish the season if he can play six or seven games. It would just help ease the pressure. They've got the platform now to stay up. That's that's one thing. You know they're on twenty-seven points. They've probably got three or four wins away. So you know it, they're more than capable of doing it. But it's just you know a season they need to get ticked off and then um, move on to the next one. Given all the build-up to this, the training ground bust up. Did you think today's performance put that to bed? It's what the commentators and the likes of Ali McCoy's kind of said on Amazon that it kind of shows that the players would 
there was no sign that they weren't fighting for Steve Bruce. What did you make of the performance? And does it close the chaps on what has been a, a turbulent week for, for the head coach? Uh, look, at the end of the day, it obviously something went off between Richie and Bruce at the training ground. No surprise. Uh, was it blown out of proportion? I think it might be a little bit, to be totally honest, because I've had a few conversations with Matt Richie myself and uh, they're always lively encounters. So, and that's good. You know, it's passion from him. And I think there's been a bit of that. He's, you know, Steve Bruce has called him out. He's called him out back. And, you know, we move on from there. But look, I've been covering the club a long time and there's always, there's always these bust-ups at training grounds. that They're not a, they're not a rare thing. They, they do happen quite frequently. And uh, to be fair, I've seen, I've actually seen worse uh, bust-ups at training grounds than this. Uh, Andy Carroll and Charles Zogbia having to be split up three times after fighting, after training, for example. So, there's, there's worse ones that, that I've seen. Uh, look, it wasn't good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, cover it up or anything like that. It wasn't a good thing to happen. It wasn't a good thing for, for to get out of there. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the fact Matt Ritchie didn't play today probably said a lot to me um, that, you know, he's going to have to wait for his chance now. Jeff Henrik started. A lot of people were a bit surprised at that. You know, maybe they thought one of the long staffs would come in. Matty not even on the bench today. Were you surprised Hendrick was in a starting eleven, and what did you make of his performance? Well, it's it's almost like another one of them, isn't it? Where they're trying to they're trying to justify, you know, his his arrival last summer, and they're trying to make it work. Same with same with Joe Linton as well. The, the the summer before, they're trying to make the the transfer. They're trying to justify it. Uh, for me, I don't know unless other people are seeing something that I'm not. I, for me, I don't didn't see much there today. I think he's, the manager from Ireland was there to watch him as well. Um, so maybe he's there seeing something I'm not. But, f- you know, for me, I'm looking for a midfielder. Um, you know, if you're not getting forward and, and setting up chances, then, you, you know, you're getting tackles in and making interceptions. And he didn't do either in terms of offensively or defensively. So, you know, you know, maybe people are seeing something different that I'm not. But at the end of the day, uh, Jeff Hendrick, for me, didn't do enough. Do you think the side was set up not to lose rather than to win is that would that be a fair accusation uh, yeah i mean they might have been set up to do that but they still they still uh nearly you know lost the game and west brom could have nicked it later on there's no doubt they, there's no way west brom should have been pushing to win that game because of because of their schedule and i know they freshened it up towards the end bringing on a few subs but you know newcastle shouldn't have been in that position they they did create decent openings in the first half, but they just didn't, you know, do anything clear cut in terms of chances and certainly didn't look like scoring. So, you know, it's probably the best best outcome you can hope for. And just finally then, I mean, we're looking ahead to Villa on Friday. It's another big game, especially if this Fulham result stays the way it currently is at 1-0 at half time. Can Steve Bruce take any positives from today's game into that game against Villa? Well, the big positive is they're not going to be in the relegation zone and, you know, They've, uh, they've they've moved up a place, and you know, I mean, Brighton are the ones in free fall. They're, they're they're actually not playing that bad, and and losing games later on. So, look, if Newcastle had crumbled today towards the end, there'd have been a big inquest tonight. And you know, instead they they've got a point. They stumble on, and um, you know, they've they've got work to do still. But you know that it's it's not a it's not a foregone conclusion they're going to get relegated, and that that's probably. 
feels like a, a bonus in some ways. It shouldn't be. The bigger picture is Newcastle, you know, it needs investment, it needs TLC, isn't getting any of that at the moment. And um, the fans are feeling it worse than ever because they can't get into stadiums. So it's uh, it's tough being a Newcastle fan at the moment, but grateful for small mercies in 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 not getting beat at West Brom today. That sounds absolutely awful, but that that is the, that is that is where we are at the minute. You know, we can't can't hide from it. Newcastle have got themselves in a mess, and uh, now now they've got um, you know, eleven games to get it right. 